Welcome to Access Bodybuilding with me, Aaron Singerman, and Christina Voynich, IFBB Pro, and we are two people who did not get invited to the Arnold. Christina, <laughs> what's in the news for this week? Bob Chicarilla's father passes away. Arnold invite list unveiled. Jay Cutler worth $30 million. Top 10 gossip stories of the year in review. Plus, the interview of this week is Arnold Sports Festival Communications Officer Brett Lalonde. All this week on Access Bodybuilding. Sorry, Christina. I had to, I had to throw that in there in the beginning. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. No hard feelings. Well, I, uh, no, it, it is. It is what it is. It's still fun. Don't don't feel bad, Christina, because it wasn't just you didn't get invited. I didn't get invited either. So, you know, Aaron, I don't think they would want you there. Oh wow! When you say it like that, I'm glad you didn't get invited. <laughs> it's all out of love. It's all out of love. Me and Brett are close, and he's the man in charge over there. So, if you want, if you want an in next year, you know, you better be nice to me. It better be nice to you. No, 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 no. I don't know how this works. I tell you what, though, a lot of um, the, I think a lot of people were, I know we'll get to this eventually with the Arnold list, but um, a lot of names that people didn't recognize and a lot of names that people very, very much recognize. So um, I'll be excited to go through the list. It's um, it's pretty exciting this year. Yes. Um, I want to start off with something that's uh, not exciting and it's very sad. Unfortunately, Bob Chicarello's dad has been sick with cancer for um well, I guess I, I've only known about it for a few months now, but I'm assuming he's been dealing with it for a little while. And uh, Bob and Tasha are very nice people. His wife and uh, they have, a, you know, their daughter. Um, you know, they have a great family over there. And, and I feel bad for anybody whose father passes away, or mother passes away. Obviously, this is a terrible event for them. And um, I just want to give my condolences. You know, I don't know the situation or whatever. We've been in contact through text message. Um, a little bit, but I, you know, I don't want to bother him. Obviously, not only do you have the holidays, and right after the holidays, I believe yesterday, his father passed away. So it's it's probably been a tough holidays for the Chicarello family. And like you said, they are such nice people. Um, it's always unfortunate when um, you have to see people that you you care about and you respect and you admire um, have to go through a tough time, like you said, especially around the holidays. So yes, our condolences uh, definitely do go out to uh, Bob Chicarello and his uh, whole family. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the um, a more positive subject, or at least for me, maybe not so much for you. Would uh, you stop that? <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Sorry, I got to pick on you a little bit. I don't have any opportunities lately. so That's true. You, I'm, I'm amazing in every other fashion. So, Well, okay. Um, the Arnold invite list unveiled. Um, I uh, got the Arnold list sent to me uh, by Brent. Um, I guess it was a, let's see, I got the date right here of the, uh, the, it was a few days ago where he sent in the Arnold list. And I got to tell you, Christina, there were, like you said, some names absolutely missing that we were expecting, obviously Christina Voynich, but there's a, a long list of people that we thought might be on it that weren't. And some people that we thought would be on it that were not, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think you had it backwards, but yes, names that uh, we didn't expect and names that we did expect, and some names were missing that we were wondering where they went to. Um, and basically, let's. Let, I don't want to go too deep into this, Christina, because Brent and I actually go through on the interview, and he he details everything as far as not not just who should have been there, who didn't, who wasn't there, who applied for invites, who got it, who didn't get it. But he also told us a lot about the process of how the invites are decided and the applications are uh, sent in. So that was very interesting. That's the one thing, um, you know, it's always been very clear on who qualifies for the Olympia, you know, whether it's been top three in the past or now um, winning a show, that's how you qualify. But it's always, everyone I think was a little um, confused on, not really confused, but uncertain on what the uh, judging criteria is, what um, the reasoning is, why who they pick, who they do. So I think it's great that we were able to have him on to kind of clarify that um, because even with Muscle Girls, um, we've had people send us emails wanting to cover this, like how do they pick who competes at the Arnold? So I was excited when you said that we would have him on the show uh, to kind of you know break down and clarify um, that kind of question in the air. Um, yeah, so everybody should definitely tune in right after the commercial break to hear what Brent has to say. He was very forthcoming and you know he uh, we, we actually talked back and forth all Christmas vacation and he was pretty available unfortunately we didn't get to do it till just today which doesn't affect you all listening or anything but uh, he was great and uh, we spent a, a little time on the phone and he told me a little bit about the Arnold Classic Europe how that went down this year uh, some of the plans for the Arnold Classic in the future or actually they call it I guess it will be the Arnold Brazil if that ends up happening and uh, possibly even an Arnold Singapore which could be oh, amazing, yeah. Very nice. Um, but uh, 
the whole thing was interesting. Now, uh, do you have any specific questions you want to ask me now that I could tell you while you're on the show and some of the people listening? I don't want to go through everything, but if you want to ask a question or two, I'll be able to tell you what Brent told me. I don't know. What questions have you heard? Well, I guess the most common questions I've heard was, will Branch Warren really do it? And um, the answer to that one is yes. From what uh, Brent tells me, Branch, it wasn't an automatic requalification. This is an interesting thing, like you said about the Olympia. At the Arnold, there is no automatic requalification. There's not like, okay, you you place fourth, you automatically requalify. Like the top six at the Olympia requalify. Um, they don't do an automatic requalification. I should just say that next year at the Olympia, only the top three will be requalifying. But in the past, it's always been the top six. At the Arnold, it's not necessary. Uh, yes, of course, the champion is automatically reinvited. Uh, but Branch had to put in a request, talk to the president, Jim Mannion, and say, hey, I want to actually compete. It didn't just automatically go on the list. And the, uh, the first paragraph of the of the press release that we got was saying that he will compete. And from from everything I've heard um, from Lee Thompson, who uh, runs the Texas State over there, he's planning on doing the show. Okay. Um, the other one is Kai Green missing. That was that was probably my biggest question when everyone saw the list. Everyone was wondering where Kai Green was, and um, I think people had heard that he hadn't put in the request to to do it. So, what'd you get from that? Uh, the top guys. It sounds to me like Brent um, basically said that the top guys, like a Kai Green or like a uh, a Branch Warren. You know, they don't, um, I don't think they're going through the application process like he describes in the interview to us. He actually contacted Kai and said, will you be competing? And, and Kai said, at this point in time, no. And now we've gotten closer to the show now, and, and it looks like there's no plans for Kai Green. As of right now, unless there's a surprise uh, for Kai Green to do the show, it just sounds like he's going to be taking an extended off season, and we won't see Kai Green back on stage until the Olympia. Now, do you think that uh, Kai will, in fact, not do it? Or do you think he's going to jump in and surprise people uh, here in a little bit? You know, from talking to Brent, it sounds like um, no. Like, no, he will. It it sounds like they're not expecting him to now. So um, I think he won't. I think that it's, um, you know, I want to say it's a mistake for Kai not to do it because, I mean, this thing is so wide open right now. Obviously, the favorite, in my mind, is Dexter Jackson, um, who said he wasn't doing it until just recently, who decided to jump in, probably because Kai Green wasn't doing it, you know? Um, right, right. Branch that's what Warren, I was thinking. Branch Warren is going to be good, you know what I mean? But will he be as good as he was last year? I would say the chances are the answer is no. Um, you know, the, he just, I mean, he, he practically just had a, a terrible injury. You know, it's only been, what, six or seven months. So from right, right. now, eight months till the show. You know, will he be as good? It's It's got to be, the chances are slim, put it to you that way. So if you were betting, wouldn't you bet your money on Dexter Jackson at this point? At this point, yes. I, I'd bet my money on Dexter for sure. It's $130,000 up for grabs. That's got to be something that Kai's at least be thinking about. I mean, it's a lot of money and it's a, another prestigious title for him to have under his belt. But Phil, he skipped it and he won the Olympia, you know? Phil, he skipped it and it was a good choice. So maybe this is something that Kai needs, you know? Yeah, could be for sure. Um, the other big news that was released this week that wasn't on our on our uh, list of news for the week because I didn't feel like it was news at all to us, to me and you, was Victor Martinez will not be competing in the Arnold. That was all over MD, all over Flex Online. That's no surprise to us. Right when I saw that, I thought, well, was he gonna do it? Because I didn't think he was going to. I had to go back and make sure that you know it's not like he was originally on the list and they had to take him off or. I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing another story in there, missing uh, somewhere. But yeah, um, when I when I read that, I was like, no, we've we've kind of already known um, he's not going to be competing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so to me, it just shows you that it's a slow news month here in December. Um, right. For that to be the front page slides on uh, MD and and Flex Online, um, to me. I, I always thought that if he didn't, I almost thought, you know, he, this is what they said. If he got out by Christmas, he would still do it. I thought that that was unrealistic because I can only imagine that um, he's got to be quite a bit down in size by this point. Well, absolutely. I mean, and I don't know. I don't know. There's probably 
very unlikely he's been able to make any any improvements since the last time everybody saw him, which, of course, he winning the Arnold Classic in Europe. Um, and he looked great. And it would be kind of unfortunate for him to come back and then end up looking, I don't want to say that much worse, but having to take that much time off, and I don't mean just like training and eating, um, I don't know if he'd have enough time to really get back on and to really you know, come back and do some damage. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's best for him, um, even if he was out, to skip the Arnold and um, maybe try for for the, you know, a next show after that or something to try to get some extra cash or, you know, take a win later on. But um, I think even if he was out, it probably wouldn't be the best idea. Right. Any, uh, any other questions, Christina, about the girls? You got any girls that jump out at you? Um, I think a lot of people were surprised that uh, Vanessa Campbell wasn't picked um, on the list. Um, I think that was probably the the question that I got the most um, coming off of a win in Iowa and, you know, doing fairly well all year. And um, I think second at Fort Lauderdale as well. So I think that was kind of a surprise. Someone people were a little confused about that one. You know, um, I'm going to just reiterate what he said. I, I didn't ask him specifically about Vanessa Campbell. Um, but I, I would agree with that, 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 that she is kind of suspiciously missing, I guess you could say. The main thing he told me is that there were so many bikini shows and so many girls that had first place and second place, um, you know, qualifications on their list of uh, accomplishments for this season that um, there was a lot of girls that got looked over that, that, that did do really good because they had so many girls that did really well, you know, that had uh, yeah. qualifications, multiple qualifications in a year. So that was kind of what it came down to. And, and like you'll describe, I don't want to ruin the whole interview for everybody, but there's a selection process that goes through it. And that definitely is heavily weighed, but there are other factors to consider. Sure. That was just one girl that kind of popped out uh, from the emails and everything I got uh, this last week. Sure. So um, I guess we will move on from there to our our next story. Is Jay Cutler worth $30 million? Now, um, before we go any further, do you think that Jay Cutler is worth $30 million? Do you I think Jay Cutler, I, I think he could be worth $30 million. You know, a lot of people on the, on the boards are uh, calling bullshit on this story. And if you want to check it out, uh, you can see on the RX Muscle forums where there's a, a link that Dave Palumbo posted the article, and it's an article on uh, celebrityworthlist.com. And uh, they talk about specifically about Jay Cutler. And uh, this is, I mean, the article is super short, so I can read it to you. Is bodybuilding a lucrative job? It can be. Jay Cutler is worth $30 million. Some some say it's not the worth if you turn yourself into a freak, it's not worth it if you turn yourself into a freakish man, ma- freakish man mass like Cutler has done. But in today's worlds of excess muscle mass, that is what it takes to win the big contest. And that is just what he has done. He's won Mr. Olympia four times. He was runner up this year. And don't count him out yet. He's 38, but still competing. Well, that's not necessarily true. Um, he trains at Gold's Gym and endorses Muscle Tech products. Also not really true anymore. Um, you'll be seeing him on Muscle Magazines on the store racks, bulging out of his brown red skin and worth millions. I got to say, after reading this article, rereading it out loud, I kind of don't believe anything this guy is writing. So <laughs> sounds like he may be grossly misinformed, but can he be worth $30 million? You know, I think he could. I think it is in the realm of possibility. I think seeing as Jay Cutler um, has, has won as many times as he has, he has, um, you know, a very uh, high-end contract under his belt. Granted, not for very much longer, but he's had it for plenty of time. Um, on top of the other 20 or so um, sponsorships he has as well, I definitely think he could be worth that much. I think it's not a stretch to say that Jay Cutler is making, you know, over a million dollars a year for the last good several years now. You know, how much over, uh, we don't know. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Jay's making, you know, upwards of two, two plus million dollars a year. Um, like you said, he's had, at one point, he had 12 sponsorship contracts. Uh, he's still with MD. By the way, people have been asking how much longer is he with MD. He's still got two years left on his contract. So he's going to be with MD for a little while. Um, you know, with that kind of money coming in, if he's made the right investments, and I know Jay has not uh, blown his money, I think it's possible. I think it's unlikely, but I think it is possible. I think it's possible. Oh, 
Is Jay Cutler worth $30 million? I'll have to ask him. <laughs> I was going to say, ne- next time we just got to get, uh, you know, confirmation from Jay himself. <laughs> I have a feeling he would just write me back, laughed out loud, like, think it's ridiculous. He's like, sure, sure I am. You know, with Jay, I, I can never tell if he's serious anyway. You know, he, he, uh, he messaged me telling me he was switching over to, to uh, guys, I ask him what's his big news. Regularly, I'm asking what's the big news announcement. The last time he told me he's switching over to men's physique. So, you know, you never can tell. I, 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 any answer could be complete bullshit or he could be serious. So Watch the big news. Is he switching to physique or something? And you'll think he's bullshitting you the whole time. I asked him about the. I told him our, our theory is about opening a club, restaurant, or uh, uh, clothing line. And uh, he just said, "I have no that that I have no idea. Like okay. I'm going to be shocked. I have no idea. Do we know when we're going to hear this big news? He just says soon. Soon is everything. He keeps saying soon. So who who knows? Probably smart that he's doing that because you can't really give a date if uh, shit doesn't go right. And then um, you know you're Jay Cutler and you've said. January 1st, big news, and then it doesn't come through and you don't have any big news, you're going to disappoint a lot of people. Sure, even 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 lowly me and you have had that happen to us before, so, you know, we, uh, compared to Jay Cutler, I mean, uh, so, <laughs> so if that happens to us, you know, imagine if, if we would have announced it, imagine if Jay, now imagine Jay, who is 10 times, 100 times more, you know, he says, I've got to do this at this date, he's going to look pretty stupid, so... I can definitely understand why he's not doing it. Makes sense. All right. um, Let's go to the 10 biggest gossip stories of the year. And, Christina, these uh, stories that I'm about to read to you are all from 2011 uh, of the year, you know, uh, we just passed. And they are not ranked by me or your opinion or anything else. They're ranked strictly on the amount of times the article was read. Uh, And I can see these numbers on the back end of the website so I can see exactly who has read how, or how many art times each article has been read. So we're going to start with number 10 and we will comment on the ones worth commenting on and the ones that aren't worth commenting on we'll just go on by and I'm going to list them off for people. Some of them we may just need to remind people what, what they were about. Right, uh, I was going to say we may have to give a quick Reader's Digest description of some of them. Exactly, exactly. So there are a few of these on the list that were in 2010 that were coming up as some of the top ones but the first one on... Uh, this list for this year will be Oscar Arden down but not out. You remember this one? Oh, that was when he uh, had an accident, correct? Exactly. Good memory, Christina. Good. Memory. I think that was one of my first shows with you, so that's why I remember. Oh, very good. So this is Oscar... Uh, text messaged me right after he uh, he wrote that this is what he wrote I fell Wednesday night on the ice after coming home from training Victor I fell in front of the house and tore my right quad off the bone and um, this accompanied this article was accompanied with some pictures that he took for me from the hospital bed and of his leg and everything and uh I am happy to report that Oscar is, you know, walking around and happy-go-lucky Oscar Arden again. You know, we saw him, and I spent a lot of time with him in Miami for Nationals with Keith Williams, and uh, he seems to be walking around just fine, doing pretty good these days. Good. Very nice. Uh, the next on our list, number nine, Marius He Hate Dave. You familiar with this one? Hmm, I don't know. I don't remember. I probably remember the story. I just don't remember the headline. So um, at uh, Pro Bodybuilding Weekly Championship this last year in, in, here in Tampa, Florida. In Tampa, that's right. right. Um, you remember the winner of the show was Marius Dune, or Dunn, or however you want to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Remember? And uh, yep. he was actually, I went to the restroom, and George Farrah, his trainer, and Marius were in the bathroom. And Marius was in the stall, you know, occupied. And uh, George was telling me about how Marius hates Dave Palumbo. And um, about how when Dave trained uh, Marius, he didn't take care of him. And it was a whole long story. But you kind of remember now? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, George didn't like that one. I got, he, uh, he was not too happy I reported on that one. <laughs> it's probably, I was waiting for you to do your George Fair impression. This is perfect for the end of the year. Oh. Uh, Marius, he, he hate Dave. He, I can't do nothing. He hate Dave. I, I know. I like Dave. He my friend, my brother, my guy. It's my guy. <laughs> this is Marius, my guy, my guy, Marius. Right. That's it. That's all you get. That's all I get. Okay, next one. Next story is Chelsea Graham, rest in peace, and also my version of the Dennis Wolf story. 
this was not uh, one of uh, the happier gossip columns for both reasons. And uh, Chelsea Graham, a guy, a professional bodybuilder out of uh, Texas, out of Dallas, passed away, um, unfortunately. And that was uh, 29th of January. Uh, I'm sorry, he's not a professional bodybuilder. He was a top NPC-level bodybuilder, national bodybuilder. He felt like he was a pro because he competed in nationals so many times, and I knew his name so well. Um, he had just went in for back surgery, and if you remember, he passed away as a result of sleep apnea, they believe. Oh, that's Stop right. breathing, yeah. And then the, the Dennis Wolf story, everybody who remembers that one, that was a... Uh, an unfortunate story about me reporting on Dennis Wolf not doing the Flex Pro, and uh, it turned out that I was wrong on that one for uh, several different reasons I won't go into, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, when people say, oh, Aaron's gossip stories, they're bullshit, it's because of the Dennis Wolf story, unfortunately. One uh, one story can, you know, bury you for a while. Yeah, unfortunately. So I'm working to, to uh, you know, now I know, Christina, that when you report a story like that, shit, shit can change, you know? That's the thing about reporting about bodybuilding. If you report somebody's doing a show or not doing a show or something happened or this and that, five weeks out, three weeks out, four weeks, things can change. Somebody can change their mind and then you look wrong. Exactly. I have to, now I take in a lot of things into consideration, not just who I'm writing the story about, but the ramifications for the people around that person, uh, business relations. And it's just, you got to keep in mind a lot of things when writing uh, stories having to do with bodybuilding because it's such a small community, you know, just because the story is good at the time doesn't mean it's going to be good later. And it doesn't mean that it's not going to affect people around you and, and even you personally. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Searman has a heart. Oh, you know I've got a heart. Come on, I've got a big heart. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, number, what are we at, number seven? Is that it? Number seven, yes. Um, that is the Victor Martinez court update. And okay, so not the original story. This is just the court update. That is the, uh, yes, the court update is, the, the original story is on the list, but a little further up. Exactly. Yes. I want to make sure this isn't the first time you broke the story. This is just the update on what's going on. With Victor Martinez. Exactly, exactly. Okay, got it. Um, and um, so, yes, that's the Victor Martinez court update. I think we don't need to really tell too much about it other than the fact that, you know, this was the update of what had happened after Victor went to court for the first time. Or I guess, the yeah, when he was denied bail, basically. Right. Um, the next story on the list is Silvio Samuel arrested. Uh, Ooh, okay. That's what, number five? That's number six. Number six. six. Okay, now we're top six. Okay. Um, top six. This, this requalifies for the Olympia last year. <laughs> last year, not um, this year. No, not this year. Not anymore. Uh, that was on April 7th. Silvio Samuel was arrested and charged with numerous counts of battery, assault, and domestic violence. And uh, this is when Silvio was right about to... He was still planning his return to the stage. Uh, this was well before competing at the Tijuana Pro or even even thinking about Tijuana. And... Um, I kind of went through the two stories of him and this uh, his mysterious girlfriend slash roommate, depending on who you believe. And uh, we had him on the radio, and that was a pretty interesting story, huh, Christina? That was a very emotional story. Very um, emotional story. Both both him and the uh, the girlfriend, friend, roommate, whoever. Um, she was very very emotional when she came on the show. Um, for everyone that remembers listening to it, she gave you know detailed descriptions of essentially getting her face beaten in um, situations when her kids were in the room where there was you know violence in front of her children, um, you know. And then Silvio came on and pretty much said none of that was true. She wasn't even my girlfriend. Um, so it was uh, the, I don't want to say almost like people's court but um, you, you got to hear two very emotional sides of the story and um, we're still not 100% true sure I'm sorry which one uh, was a true story that's right that's right uh, the next story on the list Putnam's Kaputnam uh, mm, okay. yes and uh, this was um, this was an interesting one it got it caused a lot of waves because people hadn't realized that all of this that I featured in the story between Peter Putnam and Jessica Paxson Putnam was all playing out publicly on the internet and I just happened to round up the uh, correct screenshots of what's going on on Facebook and what was going on on Twitter and everything else it's almost like that these two didn't even realize that they were doing it all publicly Exactly. Um, you know, I know that we had found a uh, private, well, not, I want to say private, but a second Facebook page that Peter had that Jessica didn't know about. 
Yeah. And um, that's when he was posting all of these um, mysterious pictures of him holding another girl's hand, um, him being out with his special someone, going out to vacation with his special someone. Um, and then, of course, there was, you know, one girl who was consistently posting on all of these things that he had on his second Facebook page, uh, like you said, which we kind of revealed. Um, so everyone kind of kind of uh, knew it, but didn't necessarily see it all at uh, all at one time until we covered it on the show and until you put the gossip column out. A lot of detective work, um, internet detective work went on behind the scenes for that one. Myself and everybody involved uh, helped out make that story happen because they kind of, I can't take full credit for that one because a lot of people sent in screenshots to kind of fill in the blanks on that. Which is um, good and bad, but good yeah, yeah. for your story. It's uh, number five. What's the deal with uh, Peter Putnam and Jessica Paxson Putnam now? Are they back together? They are not at all. Um, she, I believe, they. Uh, she just officially moved out of their house. They were able. She was able to sell their house, um, and so she is. I think moving back to Ohio um, from Tennessee, where they originally lived. And I'm not really sure where he is. He might still be in Knoxville. Not. A, I, I think he might be. But either way, uh, their house is sold. They are gone. She's. They are not together. You know, if Peter Putnam plans to compete again, that I don't know. I haven't heard anything about him or anything I'm, I'm going to doubt it. I'm going to doubt it. Jessica's doing the Arnold. She I got know. an Arnold fight. So we will see her on stage, uh, which is kind of exciting because we haven't seen her since uh, the Arnold and then the St. Louis Pro last year. So she's taken about a year off. Right. Um, so, But no, nothing from Peter yet. All right. Next story is Dangerously in Love. You remember this one? Yes, I do. Melody Mello. Yes, this is the Melody Mello story of uh, young love with Melody Mello and the teenage national bodybuilding champion Nick Medici. And uh, this was an interesting story. I got I got to admit that this one I was not surprised that it got so much interest because it's kind of like um, Jerry Springer or one of these type of things, like two young kids involved in bodybuilding find love and make a mess of their lives in the process, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you remember. You know, one of the, I guess, the, the pinnacles of this article was the tattoos that um, mostly, I remember mostly, um, um, what's her name? Um, no. Mostly Melody Mello got all over her with Nick's name on him. And um, Nick, I guess, kind of just got his own name tattooed to himself. Kind of, He lucked out there. <laughs> it happens. So um, I guess the, the end of this story, if you haven't seen it already, I definitely encourage you to go back and check this one out because it was a good story um, is that Nick Medici and and Mello are no longer together surprise they are surprise. not they are not the marriage didn't last it happens sometimes when you're young and kind of have uh, tough decisions to make so I do have to say I have actually became a very good friends with Melody within the last few months good. Um, super cool chick good uh, we actually had her on Muscle Girls uh, recently, too. So she's a super fun interview. She's such, like, you forget that she's 18. Um, she's a, she seems a lot more mature than that. Did but you I ask really, her about these decisions? I can't reveal that just yet. Oh, it's, it's on this week? No, oh. no. Oh, you want them to come see it, listen to the show to find out? Yeah, you can go listen to the show. We talked a little bit about it, um, but um, I'm hoping here soon may I may be able to get her on uh, again for a more in-depth interview with Melody. So I be looking out. She'd be looking out for that. I would ask her because that was a very popular uh, gossip column. I'm sure people would tune in specifically to hear her uh, story after the fact. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure she was really mad at me too. So you should ask her about that. <laughs> okay, I'll check. I'll check with her. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, we're down to what? This is number what? Three? Number top three. Top three? Top three. Um, I don't think that if people remember the gossip comes, they probably won't be that surprised by these top three. Uh, number three on our list is what really happened to Victor Martinez. And um, I'm sure you know all about that one as it wasn't that long ago. And uh, Victor Martinez still sits in a jail cell in uh, Kearney, New Jersey as of this minute. And what, he's got about another week or so before his next hearing or trial? Um, let's see, January 6th? January yeah. 6th? Yeah, right. not that, about a week, yeah. What do you want to, you want to make a prediction? What happens to Victor January 6th, in your opinion? Uh, in my opinion, I'm, oh man, I, I don't want it to happen, but I'm going to say he's going to be deported. Uh, you know, that might not be so bad. I'm going to say that he's going to get charged with a crime. That's my guess. 
Okay. I'm, that's speculation. I certainly don't want that to happen to the guy. Um, but I think that that's what's going to happen. I think that they're going to charge him with something, and he's going to go to trial for a federal crime. That could be it. I hope not, but that's my guess. Okay. Uh, next on our list is Kai Green Guru Drama Exposed. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. And um, do you remember what that one featured? That was with um, Oscar Arden and um, Kai and George, correct? Right. Um, basically, he was switching, switching gurus. Exactly, exactly. It was that happened at the Arnold Classic of last year that I that I heard from George that you know about um, basically about the fact that Kai felt like Oscar ripped him off and that he was taking fifty percent of all of Kai's money. And uh, I talked to Oscar, and Oscar was totally broken up and upset about this and you know he'd always considered uh kai more than a, a client and more than even more than a you know a friend a family member so it was very damaging to um to oscar to hear about this and uh he uh you could tell that when i talked to him and when we did the interview and, and that was also on the radio um and we found out that it wasn't exactly like that. He was getting 50% of the contest winnings, no other money. And uh, he was doing, you know, he as he described, he was doing everything for, for Oscar, for Kai. And that if Kai wanted to change the agreement when they, he started making more money, that was always available to him. He would have liked, if Kai would have just sat down with him and said, hey, you know, Oscar, this needs to change. You know, I don't feel like this is getting we're getting a fair deal then oscar says he would have changed it uh, though unfortunately that never happened and to this day i don't believe that oscar and kai have spoken wow still not nothing still nothing whatsoever no communication i know that oscar you know i've talked to oscar a lot lately and i know that oscar would probably love to hear from kai uh and, and i don't even mean on a professional level i mean just to talk to him and hear how he's doing and just speak to the guy you know sure yeah um but you know, I, I think that'll probably end up happening eventually, but I'm not sure it'll happen right now. Okay. The first story on our list, the number one story, gossip story of the year, is unfortunately a sad one. Rest in peace, Art Atwood. That's the right. number one story of the year. That's a sad one. Yeah. It's a sad um, one. But but I guess it does show um, how popular he was, um, how many fans and followers he did have mm-hmm. for that many people to uh, read the story. So yeah, thirty seven years old he died. It's a very very uh, young age to pass away, and to this day, the circumstances of his death are still unclear. Uh, you know, we don't know a hundred percent what happened to Art Atwood. Uh, you know. It's not. Nothing is set in stone, and I never, I never even got to see the. They were going to write a piece, the Dallas uh, newspaper, and I was in touch with the reporter there, and the piece never got written for one reason or another. So um, I really don't know. The maybe there was a, a finale or some kind of end to this story, but as far as we know, you know, Art Atwood uh, died of drowning. Is what is the last mm-hmm. thing I know in the pool. Unfortunate, very, very unfortunate. But very um, like nice I guy. said, yeah, I mean, you you see the love that people had for him and the support people had for them to, you know, read the article as many times as it was read. Absolutely, and and like you, you and me both saw him very recently, right before he passed away at the Europa, right, Dallas Europa. Um, I don't believe uh, was I there. I thought you and Mike were there at the Dallas Europa. No. We were there. I don't think I remember seeing Art. I saw him at the, the last time I spoke with him was at the Arnold last year or this. Oh, past. he was at the after party. I'm surprised you didn't see him or talk to him. I didn't see him. You guys left too early. That's probably why. <laughs> it was that drink that got spilled on me. That's why I had. Yeah, to yeah. You were out of there after the drink got spilled. <laughs> uh, on me. No, I didn't. Didn't see him. But the last, yeah, the last time I spoke with him was at the Arnold. Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, it was very weird. It was surreal for me to hear that because I had just talked to him. It seemed like just recently. Uh, right when I got that news, and it's always weird. I don't know. Unfortunately, I guess for me, I've uh, I've had a lot of people in my life die of unusual circumstances, and uh, it's always very weird to have just talked to somebody recently and then find out they're they're no longer there. You know, that's probably one of the hardest things to do, to to deal with. Yeah, yeah, it makes you it makes you feel like everything is uh is so uncertain. Mm-hmm, for sure, uh, Christina. On that very happy note, <laughs> that is uh, that is the uh, show for this week for me and you at least. And uh, I gotta say, we had a lot of uh, really good stories in 2011. This is um, I was excited to be a part of this. I'm not getting sentimental or sappy. Don't worry. But um, I know this was wrapping up my first year with Access, yes. so hopefully we will have uh, many more. I think when did I when did I come on around February? Uh, January. I think, I think um, January. I think January. 
I think I can go back and check, but I, I, I'm pretty sure January. So we're almost at a, one complete year. And in reality, I guess it really is a year since um, you, uh, you know, you completed the year. So this will be your first year. And uh, of course, I am looking forward to our second year. And you've been a, a great host and a great asset to uh, Team Access Bodybuilding and uh, even larger to Team RX Muscle. Oh, Aaron, you're going to make me cry or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It is funny, though, everyone. Uh, I think it was, what, last week, Aaron, I, I told you thank you for the, the first time in like a year for all the work that you do on Access. So I'll say thank you again. It's been a good year. That's so weird to hear from you, Christina. <laughs> I never say thank you to you. I always think you're sarcastic now when you say it. I am being, I'm being serious, Aaron. Thank you. Sincerely, from the bottom of my heart. Well, you are, and you had to giggle at the end, really? You had to giggle? And that does it for this episode of Access Bodybuilding. It sure does. Tune in after the commercial for the Arnold Sports Festival communications officer, Brent Ladon. And uh, I think this is an interesting interview and people who uh, don't know how this, I mean, I don't think almost anybody knows how the Arnold selection process works. So it was great for Brent to come on and kind of enlighten us to this whole process. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. If you want to get in touch with Christina, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at rxmuscle.com. You can ask her about anything. You could critique her, insult her, or ask her maybe about Muscle Girls, Inc., which comes on when? Um, this week, it is pushed back a day, so it should be up uh, probably Wednesday or Thursday. And you can send us an email, musclegirlsinc at rxmuscle.com as well. And we will be doing a best of 2011 as well on Muscle Girls this week. So we'll have a bunch of fun guests on. So listen up. Very cool. You can uh, contact me at jubaca at rxmuscle.com or follow me at Twitter at Aaron Singerman, one word. All right, Christina, that's it for this week. And uh, thank you very much. And talk you to you next it. week. Yep. Peace out. Peace out. Are you tired all day, not making the gains you like? Are you taking a long time to recuperate from your workouts? Then you may be suffering from sleep apnea and not even know it. Sleep apnea affects over 68% of athletes and it may be interfering with your performance. WinningEdgeSleep.com was developed by IFBB pro athlete Dr. Derling Castro to help athletes find out if they have this problem and how to fix it. WinningEdgeSleep.com because sleep is the most anabolic agent there is. WinningEdgeSleep.com. Visit them today. Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel full hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com That's HydrolyzeUltra.com RxMuscle.com Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth. On bodybuilding, diet and exercise, up to the minute news and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, RX Muscle Place. Visit rxmuscle.com. Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding, and this week's guest is none other than Brent Lalonde, who is in charge of the Arnold Classic or the Arnold F Sports Festival Communications Director. Is that right, Brent? That's right. That's right. Communication director for the Arnold Sports Festival. And what exactly does that uh, job entitle? Uh, doing the communications, public relations, media relations, overseeing the website for um, not only Arnold Classic and all the IFBB Pro League events, but also the sports festival as as a whole, which includes about 45 different sports and events over the weekend, and gymnastics and cheerleading and fencing and all those youth, youth, youth festival sports as well. Wow, I didn't realize... Not, so yeah, not not to mention the uh, the the expo as well. Wow! So you, you your job is is an enormous job. As this expo has grown, uh, your your job has also grown. Yeah, we have a we have a staff of six that puts on the weekend, and we work we work on it year round. Um, and in fact, we're already starting to work on 2013. That'll be our 25th anniversary. Wow, that's going to be big. So, um, so bodybuilding is only bodybuilding in the whole uh, the fitness figure women's bodybuilding. That's only a small portion of what you really do. 
it is a small portion of what we do, but it's a very important part of what we do because um, obviously the Honor Classic is what we, we what we grew out of, and right. um, between the um, between the women's events, the Honor Classic, and of course the Arnold Amateur bodybuilding, the, the big part of what we do. But overall, with the eighteen thousand athletes that we have, it is just one of many things on the weekend. Um, okay, let me ask you. The reason why I wanted to have you on is because just a few days ago, the list was released of who would be invited, the athletes that would be invited to participate in the Arnold Classic the Miss International, Fitness International, Figure International, and the Bikini International. And this is a list that we wait for every year to kind of let us know not only who's competing, but who is not on the list, who's on the list, etc. And this year was like any other one. There were some surprises, some people left off, and some people that were ended up on the list that people weren't expecting. But before we get to all that, I want to know, how do we, how do you and the, the Arnold Classic, how do you decide who could be invited? Is there an invitation process? How do you decide an application process? Maybe there is. There, there's both an application and an invite process. The first, for the first thing that happens, Aaron, is athletes indicate to the IFBB Pro League office that they want to compete in the event. Okay. So they 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 fill out a, a, a they in, indicate to to Jim Mayne's office that they want to compete in the Arnold Classic or one of the related events. Mm-hmm. We then get a list of. Those athletes um, from the IFBB Pro League office, and we compile those lists. Um, and those lists are athletes, and like you said, the Arnold Classic, the Miz International, Fitness International, Figure International, and Bikini International. And we take those lists. Um, so we take the Arnold Classic, for example. Um, we'll probably have a list of twenty to twenty-five athletes that want to compete in the event. Right. We then take those athletes and send them out to a panel of industry experts, guys like Steve Blackman at Muscular Development, Robin Chang at AMI and Weeder, Peter McGuff, mm-hmm. those type of guys. Um, some guys are experts in the men's field, some are experts in the women's fields. But we ask those, those experts, um, those industry guys, to rank the athletes, um, whether they, they're, they're must-invite, should-invite, um, the, the athlete's not ready to compete yet, um, don't know the athlete, that sort of thing. So they, they come back and we take scores um, from the athletes, and then we tabulate those scores. Um, and then Mr. Lormer in our office um, looks at the final tallies, and he has input as well. And based off of, of, of the, the input he's gotten from, from the guys in the field, he makes the invites, and we narrow those, those, those athletes down to 14, 16, 17 per division, and the list that you saw um, right before Christmas is, is the result of that process. Now, does the how much does their placings at past shows factor in, or does it factor in at all? It's a huge factor, I think. I, I mean, to me, the competitive history is is one of the, if not the driving factor on on who who gets into the show and who doesn't get into the show. There's other factors as well. There's some, when you, when you see some names on there that you don't recognize. They may be uh, Arnold Amateur winners. Mm-hmm. Um, the Arnold Amateur, uh, which is going into its sixth, sixth season this year, um, if you win your overall title at the Arnold Amateur and go on to earn a pro card, we, we, we don't necessarily give out pro cards to, it's not a pro card, it, we, we, we don't issue pro cards on the spot. Right. Um, but if you are an, an international athlete and you win your class at the Arnold Amateur, chances are your, your federation will award you a pro card. Um, or if you're an American and you win our win our event and go on to receive your pro card as an NPC uh, national qualifier, you're guaranteed a spot in an upcoming Arnold Amateur. So that's that where you'll see guys like Nadia Spotoff who won our show last year. A lot of folks won't re- won't, won't recognize those names, but those guys have, have, have qualified through um, doing well at the Arnold Amateur. And then we try to get a uh, uh, some international flair to the field. So we try to get the international athletes as well. So between all of that, um, there's only so many spots available. And, and you'll so sometimes there's just some names on there that folks don't recognize as much, but they're, they've either qualified, like I said, through the Arnold Amateur or they're coming from Europe. And the qualifying through the Arnold Amateur is no easy feat. If anybody's had an opportunity, I'm sure you have, of course, seen some of these guys. We had Ruli Winkler, Isa Obiad, uh, I think Tarek Elsa Tui. These are all guys who have made, been successful IFBB pros who, uh, who won your overall amateur contest. I mean, we have had guys who have won the Arnold Amateur, specifically Raleigh and Essa, who have turned around and won IFBB Pro League shows within 
12 months, 18 months. Which is unheard of, um, so it's not an easy thing. And, 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 and it's, that, that, that is very unheard of for an amateur to um, start winning pro shows that quickly um, on, on the circuit. Um, but if you if you see the Arnold Amateur, these European guys, they're coming over with pro bodies. So it's, it's, their amateurs are a little more developed than than our amateurs, and that has a lot to do with how the sports treats over there and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. does the nationality, how much does the nationality uh, play into the fact? I've heard uh, people say that sometimes you consider, I know this is for the girls, of course, the look of the people. If you're like, let's say, a bikini, do you want all the girls to have a different look? Or does it matter where they're from? No, not, not as much. Um, the bikini girls tend to be more... <clears throat> Tend to be tend to be mostly Americans because there's just not that much bikini competition um, over in Europe yet, um, and, and, and you're starting to see some Canadians in those fields. Um, but we're just trying to get the top competitors. Um, now, what's tough about the bikini division is there are so many IFBB Pro League uh, bikini shows out there. I, I, I think there may have been. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but there were a lot of shows last year. Yeah, there were. So a lot of girls have a, a lot of girls have wins. A lot of girls have seconds and thirds on their resumes, and 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 if you have that kind of resume, like say in the Armour Classic, you have a much better shot at getting in. But right. there's so many bikini shows out there that it it, it takes more than a win, or it, it, a couple of wins is pretty much will guarantee yourself a spot. But if you just have a one win and and, and a second or a third, there's a lot of girls that have that same resume. That's it. That's interesting. That's that's definitely true. Um, as far as there are so many shows, there were a bunch of girls that, that did win. And obviously, this is a, this is a question I was wondering. Now at the Olympia, if you place top six, uh, now it's actually changing this year to top. Uh, I believe I believe it'll be top three for the Olympia. But as of the last however many years, if you're top six at the Olympia, you're automatically requalified. Do you you guys have at the Arnold have an automatic requalification number? I mean, are we always going to see the top six, or how does that work? We do not have an automatic requalification system. However, if you place top six, top eight at the Olympia or top six, top eight at our show, and if you and you apply to come back the next year, chances are you're getting in. I mean, we want the top, we want the top fifteen guys. And if you have a top six to eight placement in, in either the Arnold or the Olympia within the last twelve months, chances are we want you back in the show. All right, let's talk about uh, one of the big surprises on the list for me. When I got this email from you, the first the first paragraph is uh, Branch Warren will return to the competitive stage for the first time in the early year to defend his title at the twenty fourth annual Arnold Classic. Now, um, because of his tear, you know his quad tear. A lot of people were speculating, and, and I'm one of those people, that we wouldn't see him back on stage at the Arnold. Now, do you know for sure he wants to do it, or is this just one of these things like you just mentioned where since he won, he is going to be uh, back on there? You're assuming that he'll be back no matter what. No, he indicated to the IFBB Pro League that he he was wanted to compete in our show. Um, I had talked to Branch at the Olympia, and he said he, was, he wanted to be back. He, he wanted to, re- to return in our show. Uh, granted, that was a, a long time before before March, it's, but it's, that's been three months or so. Right. He has indicated to us that he's coming back. Um, so we fully expect him to, to 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 be at our show and on the stage in March. Well, that's that's big news, and that, and and if he called Germany and made that you know verbal commitment, I'm sure that he has every intention of doing it. Yes, and I mean with with with, with a lot of these guys, you you'll hear where I'm in, I'm not in, I'm in, I'm not in. Depend on who they have talked to, but Branch has been pretty uh, pretty firm the, the whole way through. So I definitely expect him to to be there in in, in, in March. And in fact, going back um, right after the Olympia, we talked to him um, uh, and, and doing some work with the Arnold Classic Europe. And at that point, he said, "I can't do that show. I'm still I, I'm just still coming back from this injury, but I will be there in March." So he's been pretty consistent with us. Um, for several months on his desire to, to defend his title. Um, the next person I wanted to ask you about is Dexter Jackson. Now, I uh, myself and Dave Palumbo talked to Dexter Jackson in Miami right after his uh, big win, $100,000 win in Miami at the Return of the Legends uh, show. And, and he said that he was taking the rest of the year off, that uh, he had uh, he was going to take a whole offseason this coming year in 212 and wait all the way till the Olympia. Uh, we see him on your list here. What was the process of uh, of him deciding to do the show? 
You know, I've not, last time I talked to Jackson, either talked to Dexter, um, was actually um, through some text messages uh, about two weeks prior to us putting out the invite list. And I, I just shot him a note saying, Dex, we're, we're putting our list together. Um, are you, what, what are your thoughts about March? And he told me at that point that his, his intention was to take the whole year off. He told me that he may come back for the Olympia or he may come back for the, for the Masters show, but that his daughter was playing basketball right. this year. She's a senior, pretty high-level high school basketball player, and he was going to take some time off. Um, I don't know what the thought process was there or what changed, but he had talked to... Um, he talked to somebody, and, and, and I think he may have actually talked to uh, Mr. Lorimer on the phone. Mm-hmm. And um, the next thing I know, he was um, he was committed to the show, which I was very, very happy to see. But what, 10 days before we, we put our list out, I, 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 I had scratched Dexter because he had told me of his desire to, um, to spend some time with the family. Well, all I can think of, and this is just speculating, is it has to do with the people we don't see on the list, is why Dexter is kind of seeing dollar signs. And the people we don't see on the list is obviously Jay Cutler, Phil Heath, and most notably Kai Green is not on the list. And Kai, we were we were very very hopeful to to land. Uh, I know Mr. Lorimer had a conversation with Kai not too long before he put our list out, and Kai was um, didn't say he wasn't coming, but what didn't really give a firm commitment either. Say so he had to check with some things. Um, the next thing I saw to that was I saw the Flex magazine report that he was that he was definitely out of the show. Um, which is disappointing. Um, I, 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 I get why Phil doesn't come. Um, Jay's not done, done the show for a couple of years. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, we're, we're going to write a check for 130 grand to the winner. And um, Kai, Kai would be a very, very strong contender. Um, we, with him not in there, I think Dexter's a very, very strong contender. And um, there's a lot of money up for grabs. Um, and somebody's going to get a big check and check on, check in March. Yeah. Now, Victor Martinez, this is not a surprise uh, to anybody who's been following his uh, his case and his troubles that he's had. Victor Martinez, as of right now, is, is still in uh, federal holding or, or basically in jail in uh, New Jersey. So it's not a surprise to us. But were you hopeful that he would make it out in time? We, we, we were in contact with Victor. We, the word to us was that he needed to get out by Christmas to have time to train. Right. Um, and, and, and prepare, and it did not look good for that going into mid, mid-December or so. So um, the last thing I had heard is next hearing. I know, I know he, he, he got some new, new representation with a new lawyer. Right. He was hopeful of getting out right around, the, right around Christmas. That didn't work out. I think his next hearing was sometime in January. Um, so we, 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 at this point, we don't expect Victor and just uh, our, our, our thoughts with him are getting his, his legal situation straightened out and hopefully see him, see him, see him on the stage uh, sometime soon. Um, we, we, we had Victor over in Madrid in October. Right. He won the first honor class in Europe, and we'd love to have him back for that show in October. But um, hopefully he can, get, he can get his legal situation straightened out, get his family back on track, and, and, and get that part of his life taken care of first. And then hopefully we can all see him back on the stage somewhere. I want to ask you about one more guy that's not on the list is Tony Freeman. Sure. Tony Freeman, I was very surprised he wasn't on the list. Is that because he didn't apply for an invite, or did you guys not uh, not want him there for some reason? Tony didn't apply, um, and I'm not sure if it was medical reasons. I talked to Lloyd in, in, in the days before, and Tony opted out, um, or, although, or, although Tony would have been on that list if, if he would have put in for it. Good, that's good. I was curious if, if he just got left out somehow. Um, no, he, 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 he did not apply, or he, he would have been in there. Okay, very cool. Um, let's move on uh, to uh, the bikini. One of the questions I had received in reference to the list is some of the bikini girls had actually emailed me asking me why um, very nice, very nice girl, but not has never competed before, Lexi Kaufman was on the list, considering she had never competed before. Lexi is a, uh, she has one thing working for her, the one thing working for her, she's, she's a Columbus girl. Oh, that's uh, she right. Just, she, she just turned pro at, at the North Americans, did very well in the Arnold Amateur Bikini Competition last year, and being a, being a, a, a Columbus show, we need to sell tickets. There, there's, a few, there's a few competitors each year that, that, that make the show because of, of being local girls. You'll see the, the, name, uh, so the name Sue Knott on the, on the figure international list as well. Right. And um, 
Lexi, uh, she got into the show because of her local ties, and um, we're very hopeful that she will that she will do well. We think we have high hopes for her to do do well on on the circuit. Um, but she did get a nod into into the show uh, for March, um, basically based on her, her being a local girl. Oh, she! I bet she will do well. So I don't think I don't think she's out of out of yeah. her league here. I think she'll do well on the show now. Um, when I look back at uh, at the list, I also noticed Jessica Paxson, who has been gone for a little while, is making her return at the Arnold. Yeah, Jessica um, has competed in our show in, in the past, mm-hmm. um, and she actually got pretty good reviews from the, from the panel of experts and and got in on on, on merit. So we're um, we're very interested to see how she does this year. Um, now, I wanted to ask you a little bit, Brent, about the Arnold Europe. Um, I heard this show is a tremendous success. What do you have to do with that uh, with that one in Europe? We um, we were uh, partners in, in, in the promotion and production of, of that show. Um, our partner in Madrid is Dr. Rafael Santoria, Santoria right. who is the president of the IFBB. He's been a very big supporter of what we did, what we've done here for a long time. So we partnered with Rafael and his team over there. Uh, the same team behind uh, the they do a. Um, European Grand Prix in Madrid each year mm-hmm. um, and our hope over there is to develop something very similar to what we do over here and we got a good start and built a very strong base for the first year we had a an expo with about 200 booths um, we have about 700 here so that, that kind of gives you a, a comparison and we had about 10 exhibition sports um, all in the same building we had some wrestling and some strongman and uh, some arm wrestling and mostly exhibition sports so um but a similar schedule. Arnold arrived on um, on Friday. The expo was on Friday and Saturday, and we had some uh, 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 stuff on Sunday as well. So it's about about the same time period, mm-hmm. over about three days um, in Madrid, and um, went very very well. The, uh, the the pro show was great. Um, Victor Victor and Dexter uh, put on a good show. We had a nice international field over there. Um, Three or four Spaniards win the show. The, the 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 crowd was very boisterous, like being at a soccer game. The, the passion of the bodybuilding fans over there was um, unlike anything I've seen over here. Um, so we're very very hopeful for for the future of that show. We're going to be back over in Madrid, October fourteenth and fifteenth of next year to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're we're very very happy with how that show went the first year, and um, looking forward to uh, doing it again next year. We had. We had men's pro bodybuilding and pro fitness the first year, and now we're having some discussions on on what we have for next year. You know, I've uh, I know a lot of the guys that went over there to compete or, or just to go represent whatever company they're with, and they said that the the expo and the show had a uh, had a different kind of energy in the I guess in the fact that like you said the fans over there are so ravenous because they don't they're not like American fans who are spoiled they don't get an opportunity to see these people. No, they they, they don't, and, and it was a real treat for them. And what I really enjoyed about the show, now this kind of grew over time. We've already, the space, we're changing venues for next year. We're going to be about about twice as much space. Uh, so the show, the, show, the show is going to grow very quickly. But for the first year, you could put your arms around it. it I mean, it, you've been to our show. It's so big. It's yeah. so overwhelming. You can't see everything. Right. Um, you got to figure out what parts of the show you want to see. Map that, map it out. Get the expo at a, at a good time. Um, so, but still see the amateur body going the pro body go that that sort of thing. This year over there, you can see it all. I saw everything. I saw most of the competitions. I saw I saw all the pro events. I saw the pre-judging. I saw the women's events. I spent a lot of time in the expo. And, and at the end of the day, it's like wow. I, I've been in mean, Arnold was there for, for for the same amount of time um, with less uh, congestion, less less of a less stops that he had to make. So he didn't have to go to forty six events. He went to eight or nine. Right. Um, so he was very visible. The fans could see him. They got a lot of a lot of exposure. Um, so it was a neat show to be at from, from from that regard. And we look forward to watching that show grow here in the next few years. Let's t- let me talk to you a little bit about about uh, your interactions with Arnold. Um, yep. Do you do you get to interact with him, or is it just Jim? Or how, how much do you get to see him? And what 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 does what part does he play in this thing now that he's not the governor anymore? Um. Jim works the most closely with Arnold. He consults with Arnold throughout the year, um, and in, 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 in consulting with Arnold, the Jim takes to Arnold the the key points we're working on. Here's what's new. Here's what's different. We want to try this. We want to try that. Bouncing ideas back and forth in the promotion and creation of the show. Um, 
And then my interaction with Arnold is is pretty much just on the weekend, handling him while he's here, helping him move around town. Um, we're in some meetings together, that sort of thing. Um, but it's a very whirlwind, whirlwind experience. He, he typically arrives in Columbus sometime around Friday afternoon and is gone by early Sunday afternoon. So it's a wow. less than... Um, it's it, 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 he's not easy. Well, in, in, in while he's here, he's hitting forty five or forty six events. Wow. Um, then Arnold will, will will pop back into Columbus um, maybe once a year, depending on what's going on. Once a year, once every other year or so, and, and, and meet with the staff and review what we're doing and where, and, and where we're going and, and, and ideas and that sort of thing. Um, but most of that interaction is between Jim and Arnold throughout the year. They're on the, they're on the phone a lot. I know they've been on the phone a lot more since he came out of the governorship. Arnold, Arnold goes out there, or Jim goes out to see Arnold a couple times a year. Um, we had Arnold in in Spain um, and got to spend a lot of time with him there and discuss a lot of things for the Columbus show while we were there. Um, what was interesting in Spain was the timing of, of the pro shows, we had time to go to, out to dinner at, um, after the shows. Oh, Whereas cool. over here, it's so busy, we don't have we don't have meals together because of the shows are seven thirty. They're over by eleven, eleven thirty. We're going to bed, getting ready for for the night before. Well, over there, the pro shows are starting at six, so they're ending at nine. And 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 with the culture over there, nobody has dinner till nine thirty anyway. So we so we had meals after the shows, which was a nice treat because you had time to in, time to spend. Um, a little quality time together, have, have a few more conversations that you don't have time for when you're over here. Um, and it was also very special because Jim celebrated his 85th birthday while we were there wow. in, in, in Madrid. So him and Arnold got to spend some time together for that. Um, what is your take on Arnold the person since you've dealt with him, you know, throughout the years and uh, uh, like you said, in in Spain more? What, what, what would you say if you had to surmise dealing with him as a business person? He is just always the smartest guy in the room when you're when you're having a conversation really? um you, you, you you'll sit around the table people are bantering ideas back and forth arnold sits there sits there and listens and then when he chimes in it all makes sense really? um, <laughs> so he really just has this this, this this unique perspective on um whatever you're talking about um you just can't wait for him to hear what he has to say because it, 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 he, he just brings everything back to back to Back to back to the middle, and and kind of wraps things up. And and, and, and once Arnold talks, you kind of have a, a direction on where you, on where to go. Um, <laughs> but he's but he's he's he's, he's obviously a, a, a brilliant guy. He's passionate about the sport, um, and he's he's very supportive of, of everything that we do in Columbus and what we do in Madrid. Now, um, the one rumor that that I've been hearing, Brent, since the since the Arnold Europe was that this thing is going to continue to expand uh, with Jim and, uh, and your team and his son and everything are going to bring this to other countries I've heard rumors of Brazil I've heard Asia is that something to look forward to in the coming years we are ex- exploring other options um, we are in some early discussions with, with some folks in Brazil in fact Bob Warmer and Rafael will be in Brazil in, in January to look at some things Wow. Um, at this point, I, I wouldn't expect anything to happen in 2012, maybe 2013. Wow. Um, we've had some interest expressed from Singapore and Moscow and, 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 and these other cities. Um, how much of that comes to fruition, only time will tell. Um, the one thing that separates us, that, that, that makes us different, is Arnold. Right. And our show in Columbus would not be the same without having Arnold on the ground for three days sure. uh, the show Madrid would not have worked it's not the same without having Arnold there um, and even though he's out of office um, getting him committed to, to two weekends a year is, is, is a big commitment will he commit himself to four or five or six weekends a year I, I don't know um, <laughs> so um, right now our plan for 2012 is to be in Columbus and to be in um, in Madrid um, there's a group that we're talking to in Brazil that puts on a show um, that, that we're having some negotiations with that we're, we're, whereas we started from scratch in Madrid we may partner with the show in Brazil which would be a little easier to start up mm-hmm. since they already have a, have a show established we may add some bodybuilding to it and, and rebrand it a little bit that's kind of the discussion we, we, we were having um, but we've not been down there yet we're just going down there for the first time in January so we'll see where those talks go 
Wow, it's very, uh, very exciting, man. I really hope that all of that works out. I think that uh, that can only be a good thing for the sport and uh, the industry uh, surrounding and around bodybuilding. So I hope that all works yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the sport, and just in the last few years, seems to be growing tremendously. They're adding pro shows all over the place. There's a lot of pro shows in, in, in Europe that weren't there in the past. I think there's a, the, the, the fan bases, it is a worldwide fan base. Um, and the Arnold brand is very strong. The bodybuilding brand is very strong. The IFBB Pro League brand is very strong. The brand of the athletes is very strong. When you take these guys down to the, over to Madrid, they know who Dexter Jackson is. They know who Victor Martinez is. They know who Hyde is. They know who all these guys are. And, and, and there's a lot of a lot of passion for the sport. Um, and we're just hoping to do our part to see. We'll, we'll, we'll take it as far as we can. If that's two shows, great. If it's three, great. If it's four, we'll see what the next few, few years bring. Yeah, you know, I was just in uh, India for the Shrew Classic, and it just it just blew my mind how popular, you know, Jay Cutler or Dennis Wolf or all these guys are there, and the passion these people have for bodybuilding is just, it just seems like uh, worlds away, not just, you know, figuratively, but, I mean, th- these people are so into bodybuilding, it's amazing. Yep, and and, and, and and Bob and and Jim from our office were, were were just back in Mumbai for the for the IFBB Amateur World Championships, and they, and they reported the exact same thing. So, we're I'm actually working a little, a little closer with with Robin Chang and the guys at AMI, and we're hoping to um, have some have more of the athletes that go to the Shrew Classic follow on over to. Um, our classic Europe next yeah. year so hopefully a few more of those top guys will also be in our show and we can take those guys and, and, and give them the same treatment in, in, in Madrid and, and, and do a little bit more to, to promote the sport uh, absolutely that would be great man and if, if there's any way I can get over there I'm, I'm coming too so <laughs> we're hoping uh, uh, we we, we, we the shows were I think two weeks apart last year this year they're going to be one week apart oh great um, so we're, 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 we're hoping to make a little, a little tour, make it easy for everybody to, to hit both shows. Yeah, great. Well, Brett, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, Aaron, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. Absolutely, Brent. If I have any other questions about the Arnold, you're the man. I'll, I'll contact you, my friend. You know how to reach me. Thank you, Brent. Appreciate it. Hey, take care. We'll see you soon.